Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Eastside Group's podcast, where each week, Pastor Chad Mann and Emily Watson will chat about the need for discipleship, what it is, and how we as believers and as a church are working towards being disciples who make disciples. If you're new to our podcast, Eastside is a church who exists to transform Fort Smith and beyond. Our purpose here at Eastside is to gather, grow, and go. Learn more about us at myeastside.tv. Let's get started. Welcome back to our Eastside Group's podcast. Hey, Chad. Hey, Emily. How are you? Excellent. Good. Yes. I know you're excellent because PR, PR is in the house. house. I was beginning to wonder if I was going to be recognized. It was like you guys going on. I'm like, I'm just here. You, know, you feel here like a third wheel, don't you? Or something. Yeah. <laughs> so today we are having a conversation with Pastor Rick. He is our lead pastor here at Eastside, and we got a lot of good things to talk about. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the future of the church, the future of the Big C Church. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it has changed over this. It's changed. It's always changed, but especially over this last year. Yeah. Through this pandemic. And that's the conversation that we're going to tackle today. Right. So a year later and we're still going, what's going on? You know, and some churches are opening back up and seeing, you know, 100 percent return attendance. Some have closed their doors, you know, depending on where you're at, what your demographics mm-hmm. look like. And I mean, so there's a lot of questions that people are asking. I'm sure church and ministry leaders are trying to answer. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, PR, along with other lead pastors, constantly um, trying to get a pulse, you know, mm-hmm. not just of their own church bodies, mm-hmm. but what's going on regionally or in the United States as yeah. far as church culture, you know? So, mm. um, you know, our first question mm. that we wanted to think about was, you know, how how has the pandemic affected the church's evangelistic efforts? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's a pretty broad question, mm-hmm. but how has the pa- pandemic affected the evangelistic efforts of the church like this past year and how do you think it will affect it in the future you know mm-hmm. well you want the bad news or the good news oh, first man. let's go with the bad news <laughs> okay. first but make sure it's but, the bad I mean, news yeah i know they probably don't know what's going on there but i kind of you know it's all staff meeting just a couple of days ago i asked that very question and it just kind of like um went i i gave the what the Bad news, news as good news. Yeah. And, yeah so anyway. Switched it up. Well, the bad news, based upon what Tom Tom Rayner, who's a church leader expert or you know mm-hmm. church growth expert, uh, bad news is that <clears throat> before COVID, about six to eight thousand churches were closing their doors every year, and what they believe they're seeing in this year of pandemic and possibly for the future is that could jump up to 16,000 churches a year. And he broke that down to 40 churches a day. And that's just hard to fathom. You know, I'm like, how is that? How is that possible? You know, because you don't hear of it. You know, it's not really around you that you're hearing that. But 
But that's what they're, they're projecting, up to 16,000 churches a year closing their doors. So obviously that impacts, right? That impacts evangelism. Um, but the good news is um, the mandate that Jesus Christ gave to us has not changed. No. Right. <laughs> so the good news is uh, Matthew 28, right? right? Go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. So the mandate has not changed. It's just going about to fulfill that that purpose, that mandate that he gave to us, that's what is changing and will probably change in the future. So, um, so yeah, churches are closing. It has definitely made a negative impact on the church in that regard. But the, but the positive piece of that is the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Amen. So the mandate stays the same. We know uh, Christ is victorious. We know that the gates of hell, the enemy will not prevail. But what do we do? How do we get there? How do we fulfill that? And so in Luke twelve fifty six, Jesus said to uh, the Pharisees, um, he said this, Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? How do you not mm-hmm. know how to interpret the present time? So it is very important for us to interpret the, the present time for, you know, the time we're living in. And man, do we know what's ahead? No, we don't. But we know, again, Jesus has commanded us to do something that is to make disciples. And so I think I think how it affects evangelism is how are we going to really learn to come alongside people mm. to share our faith to share the good news of Christ in a way and in a way that's comfortable yeah because i mean that's kind of how the pandemic has changed now i don't know long term if that will remain the same as far as when you visit with people and well are you close enough to me right. or too mm-hmm. far away are you wearing your mask are you not have you had your vaccine can you show proof you know right. have you have you had covid and so you're good to go for a while you know that whole thing how do you, we how do we get close enough to share with people in and in, in a way that makes them comfortable yeah hmm. That's a great question. And when I think about the history of evangelism, yeah. you know, I think about mass evangelism movements. Yeah. And Billy Graham would be in front of Crusades. thousands of people gathered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in an arena. Mm-hmm. And we saw the movement of those. And we also saw small group evangelism. And then we also saw church evangelism where, hey, you build a relationship with someone and you invite them to mm-hmm. the church and right. the church does the rest kind of thing. Right. But I think if anything, the pandemic, like you said, has taught us to get back to Matthew 28. Mm-hmm. And that is what is essential. Yeah. Because through all of this, we're still around our neighbors. Right. We're still around our coworkers. We're still around people God has put in our lives for a reason. And so why not maximize on those things sure. and equip our people mm-hmm. to go and make disciples? Right. And the, and the pandemic... Um, the pandemic has separated us, mm-hmm. right? And so it has created a challenge to be able, again, to get close enough to people to visit with them and where everybody feels comfortable. And so, but what I do believe, and it's almost like um, when 9-11 happened, mm. um, there was a spiritual, 
I, I don't know if awakening is the correct word, but there was a spiritual um, inquiry, right? Yeah. People were like, okay, what's happening? Where's this going? Mm -hmm. Churches were flooded. And then yeah. over time kind of, you know, and so but I say that because I do believe what the pandemic has done and will do is give us great opportunity opportunity because I, I believe people will have will want to have spiritual conversations. Yeah. Like again, where is this going? I mean, this right. has affected the whole world, not yeah. just the United States of America in one central location, right. you know, kind of thing. This is everywhere. So I think how it has affected the how it has affected evangelism is going to be based upon having having uh, spiritual conversations that people I believe will want to have, and having them in a in a context of there being <laughs> them being comfortable <laughs> with having those conversations right. physically. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I, I may be making more of it than I need to, but yeah. But that it has well, separated us, and, and right. people are nervous. And yeah. how you know? Yeah. And I think it's going to be steep. It has to be, uh, like you said, large gatherings, yeah. um, Billy Graham, and, and, and handing those, out literature. People aren't going right. to take what you've handed out. Right. Yeah, because you, know? you sanitize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> methods so are changing. It's yeah. going to be. I really and it. I mean, it was happening before COVID, but I think we're going to see even. Uh, more of it sure that it's going to be based on relationships yeah i agree and and always has been you know right. um of course but even more so we feel that burden you know like man if i'm not going to share who will sometimes we could have the you know if i just take them to this event like i can remember when i got saved in 1999 i mean i had a friend who was talking to me about the gospel all of the time mm -hmm. okay <laughs> but he also took me to a big mass evangelism outreach event at a big mm -hmm. church yeah mm -hmm. and it was there, it was there. I, I heard yeah. it for like the millionth time but you know, god just got a hold of mm -hmm. me in that moment like eh, you know yeah. so we've we've put a lot of into um a lot of hope into those kinds of events and trust yeah. in them that's not a bad thing at all okay yeah. so i'm not saying that but when that's kind of removed, you know, yeah. I mean, thank God for my friend who share, shared the gospel well, with me no matter what. And I was going to ask but, you real quick, yeah. do you think that that moment would have changed in that um, that event you went to if that person had not been investing in you or mm. pouring into you that's or sharing great, the gospel with that's you? That's a wonderful question. You know, I think that's, that's part of it, you know, sowing seeds, watering that, you know, and God causes, the, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I can't say. Mm -hmm. But it shows but the importance. It does show the importance of, of investing in people no matter what. Um, mm -hmm. And then online, I think a lot of our missionaries uh, globally, you know, I International Mission Board and those that are, you know, had to come home last year. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there was this, they were already doing social media in these mm -hmm. countries, push trying to push the gospel out. But it, it like ramped it up. Mm -hmm. their efforts you know because yeah. like this is what, all we have right now you know mm -hmm. so our church even began to put more funds into su supporting mm -hmm. some of those efforts in in the middle east or in china you mm -hmm. know and like and they're seeing fruit from that you know so it's like yeah we can do our evangelism <laughs> online mm -hmm. you know i mean mm -hmm. so that's it's good good to think about i mean and i think god is like you said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church no, god's yeah. doing not it. worried about that right. no right no, we're not no. worried about the church um 
uh, surviving, even though doors are closing or what, you know, I'm not worried about it surviving. It's just how do we go about in a post pandemic world of best reaching people with the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. And I think these are some things to think about. And maybe over time it all goes away and yeah. Yeah. we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but I do think it really is, has to be steeped in relationships. For sure. Yeah. So um, that kind of leads into the next question. You know, what are ministry leaders and pastors like yourself feeling right now in terms of leading the church? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, we had a great Sunday this past Sunday, yeah. Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have a great Sunday. Yeah. But this Sunday, we saw more people come to our service, mm-hmm. which really just fires awesome. me up. I yeah. think fires us all yeah. up. Sure. You know, like, people who haven't returned these. in a year right. and are finally back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, no doubt it's encouraging for yeah. sure. Yeah, to see, uh, to see, to see one another, right? right I mean, right. that's really the, the biggest encouragement um, is to see more people, and um, because we have lived in a year of uh, separation and isolation and all. So, um, well, let me put you guys on the spot. Sure. What has it caused you to feel? And oh. then I'll share you. Well, I would you, say uh, it's caused me to feel. Um, incapable uh mm. it's caused me mm. to feel inadequate mm-hmm. it's caused me to feel uh dumb i don't mm. know what else to say mm. i just don't know i mean the first mm. several months of the coronavirus and things shutting down our church and you know when you're a pastor or a ministry leader that's overseeing groups ministries and gatherings and sending teams to various places for whatever and all of a sudden that's yanked out from underneath mm-hmm. you you're like whoa 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 mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do? How do we do this now? You know, mm-hmm. so I felt like, man, yeah. I don't know what to do now. Um, I would say as things have opened up a little bit, people become more comfortable with things. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel a little bit better, but I've had to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not my, yep. I mean, we <laughs> know that's, not, that's creative. No, no, he's not. Um, and that's why I do yeah. read a lot of books or articles or look to other leaders or mission leaders that like, Hey, what's going on? What do you got? What are you seeing, mm-hmm. seeing God do, you know? Yes. Um, so to answer your question, it's caused me to feel at times inadequate, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah, I think that's uh, well said yeah. and what a lot are feeling, feeling. And I would also say feeling like, what am I supposed to do? But also this time has almost been like a gift to the church because even as our culture has changed and Let's just be honest. A lot of our methods have needed to change Mm -hmm. just in the big C church to get the gospel out there. It's almost been a gift for those things to just happen, you know, Mm -hmm. or to speed those up a little bit. Um, And so even through this time, it's like it's been a challenge to um, kind of filter out the non-essential and the essential. The essential being those relationships, Mm -hmm. going back to relationships and connecting with people, staying connected because it's almost like this pandemic threw in a eh, no more connecting. Yeah. But yet, no, I mean, we can still connect creatively with people. Mm-hmm. And then to also, um, I felt like we found rest in this time, you know, like mm-hmm. we've slowed down a little bit again mm-hmm. to see what is the most important, what is not important. Mm-hmm. But then also in these moments of things being filtered out, look at where is God moving? Where is God working? Yeah. And hone in on those things. Yeah. And so I think that, so with that said, I mean, I believe, I mean, I believe their pastors and church leaders are all feeling different things. Yeah. Okay. So I think there are some that are feeling fear and uncertainty. 
I mean, even I mean, what what does this all mean? Um, how's it going to look? Uh, will people come back? Will we, you know, be able to survive? Will we be able to pay the bills? Will you know? And again, look at the projection of churches closing. And so, you know, there, I think pastors. There are pastors who feel fear, pastors who feel uncertainty, pastors who feel uh, tired. Yeah, I definitely I believe that. I think there's pastors who feel overwhelmed just with the fear, with the uncertainty, with the tiredness. Um, but I also believe there are pastors who feel resilient. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I want to be, and that's where I want us to be, um, to feel resilient. So this is a great opportunity. Um, again, um, the church will survive. Uh, not worried about that, but the big C church will survive. And so... Um, but to feel resilient in this is opportunity and uh, opportunity to really look and as you said, okay, what's important, what's not, yep. but what is necessary, right? What is helpful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to focus on those things and do them well and have and have resiliency. No matter, you know, the voices that might say, well, we want to look, we want to do this or we want to do that. We want to go back to this or go back to that and being resilient enough to know what your purpose, what Mm -hmm. your vision, what your mission is. And God will bring to you people that's going to help you accomplish that. I believe that. I've seen it in my ministry over all these years and be resilient in staying the course, yeah, mm-hmm. staying the course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think pastors, and I would say I have felt all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I felt them all: mm-hmm. right. fear, uncertain, tired, um, overwhelmed, and but yet still resilient. I still feel hopeful. Um, so I think there's a mix of things that you know <clears throat> pastors and leaders are feeling. Yeah. So. yeah, I was reading an article the other day about pastors feeling like a, a drain of decision making in this right, time right Right, I saw that one too. It just takes yeah. a toll on them, right? You know? Right. And that's the thing is like like I'm not what's lead, the right decision? Right. I'm not right. The, I'm not the lead pastor here. You are, mm. and I. I've had just these little things that I've had to make decisions on. And I, so when I read that, I was like, man, that did kind of mm. affect me differently. Like something like it's the unknown or the uncertainty, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. of like, oh, if I make that decision now, is that going to work out or right. not? You know, it's right. always that. And Absolutely. I think about when I was reading that article, I thought of you. I was like, man, yeah. <laughs> to lead a whole church mm-hmm. through this kind of time, um, man, can't, can't go yeah. through all of those emotions like you just mm-hmm. said. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's important for us to be praying for our pastor. Yeah, that's you know? what I was just thinking. Because even us as sheep or sheeple, we have to be resilient as well, mm-hmm. you know, as the people that make up the church, right. make up the local church body. Like we have to be resilient and faithful yeah. as mm-hmm. well, because that helps our leaders. Amen. That helps our um, the resiliency of our pastor. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, um, I, you know, one of the things I think I struggle with is my identity. So, like, is my identity in um, my success, you know, or is it in Christ, mm. you know? And so, and that, and that yeah. can be a challenge. I mean, because. <clears throat> 
when you're you, if you're driven and you you do want to be successful yeah. whether that's in business or in ministry you do yeah. you want to be successful but is my identity in that or is it in Christ and 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 understanding that God loves me not for what I do but yeah. for who I am right. yeah. and really um, that's been um, that's been something I've been reflecting on yeah. um, lately, you know, are those things right there. So, well, thank you for your transparency mm-hmm. and honesty, because mm-hmm. most pastors yeah. don't admit that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's a good trait to have <clears throat> because well, it does. I, I'm not saying I have it. I'm just I'm right. Right. But it's yeah. good to be aware of that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, man, yeah. you know, all I have is Christ. I think of that. That mm-hmm. song, you know, all I have is Christ. You know, we sing it. Oh, Ooh, Chad's going to sing for us today. No, I, I don't think we, I've heard him sing. We don't want it to happen. <laughs> oh, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> you know, we think about we think about online church. You know, we look at our. Okay, look, we're all looking at numbers. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right, I've heard a pastor. I don't look at numbers. Uh, I don't. Are you numbers lying? Numbers can speak yeah. to the health of the they, church. They're important. Yeah. I was scrolling Facebook. And it, you know, obviously different things come up on your feed and all, and you know, some uh, churches and their posts. And I can't tell you how many of them were posting numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that too. Yeah, numbers, yeah. and um, and I'm and st- mainly from Easter because everybody's pumped, sure, right? Sure, More sure. people yeah. came because yeah. you know, right. one, it's Easter, and, and I know, you know, and so it, it, so many of them were just, hey, yeah. we had this in attendance, and we had this <laughs> in baptisms, and we had. Yeah. And um, that is one thing that I've tried not to do, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and it is exciting. It is exciting. You know, so we're but not trying to say it's not. Who are we but... boasting in, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, as pastors and church leaders, who are we really know, boasting in? I so know, man. Yeah. be careful with that. <laughs> well, let's think about that in online church, you know, because we've had we've, we've had online church, so to mm-hmm. speak, and, like, you can view online if you're at home. Before yeah. the pandemic, you know, you could watch things, mm-hmm. watch our services and whatnot. And when the pandemic hit, it was like, now we've really got to look at, we got to bring these people from their living room yeah. into our gathering. You know, mm-hmm. we pay attention to them in the sermons. Mm-hmm. We take note, you know, and I did, you know, hey, recognizing people mm-hmm. watching us right yeah. now and yeah. trying to tune in. So we, it's, you do a great job of, of bringing them in mm-hmm. to like making them feel like mm-hmm. they are there. You know, so I was thinking about that, how online church, because I think some people, I've talked to some people in the church that are like, I'm very comfortable at home. Yes. I've become so comfortable at home. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, maybe we need to stop doing such a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron James. <laughs> you know? Maybe we stop, need to stop doing such a good job so they'll come back, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, I mean, let's, let's ask this question. How, has, how can online church affect church growth? Mm-hmm. Whether negatively or positively. Yeah. You know? Oh wow. I know. Yeah. That's hard. And maybe maybe let's think about positively right now. Right. Right. How, how can online church af- affect church growth positively? Well, question: Can a person be part of the church by watching online only? All right. We need another episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So we'll do that then. We'll come back to answer that we one because we do. Because yeah, can a person yeah be a part of your church? By watching, being online only, and I w- I'll give you the short answer, yeah. and then we can discuss this later, but I believe so. And I believe, I mean, and this is what we're seeing in churches, that they're hiring and bringing on online pastors mm-hmm. and facilitators and really trying to connect. I mean, aren't we seeing that? Where is it? Um, uh, Long Hollow? Yeah. Aren't we seeing... 
Uh, they their their online is reaching people from all over the yeah. country, right? Yeah. Right. And so I mean, and other churches are doing that very well, and I think we're um, we're on the in the baby stage of doing that. And Aaron has brought us to mm-hmm. another level in our uh, watching uh, online viewership and all, and and is actually in the process of making it even better. Yeah. And I won't get into what that looks like, but he is in the process of making it better and. So, you know, I do believe that, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad that um, we have taken it seriously and we are trying to um, further reach people with our online. So I believe, yes, online church is essential and it's going to help the church grow. It's just a mind shift. Yep. It's thinking yeah. of it differently. And I know it's a struggle. I've talked with my wife and we've had these conversations. I can't, appear, I mean, how, how does that work if they never connect with people and it's strictly online? How does that, you know, and never have that physical, you know, mm-hmm. um, interaction kind of thing. And so I think that definitely would be worth um, revisiting. But I do, I do think it helps it it has helped people get to know your church before ever attending. Yeah, your that's church. what I was thinking. It's yeah. the front door mm-hmm. of the church. Yeah. You know, and somebody could tune in one or two or three services and then decide to come in person, right? And mm-hmm. be a part, right. and Make a commitment to yeah, be a part we of the saw, church. We have of seen that this yeah. last year. I mean, people yeah. that have come on to our campus, visit our church. Mm-hmm. I've talked with them and yeah. saying, "Well, we've watched for a few Sundays online, and yeah. we just wanted to come." Yeah, yeah. so I think. That's a way of looking at how it can affect a church growth because mm-hmm. maybe they, they, they do. They tune in um, and they're like, yeah, I want to go, go experience that in mm-hmm. person. Um, or, uh, you know what, I don't think that's for us. Mm-hmm. And so then they tune into someone else and then they go, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going yeah. to find a church. Yeah. And if that's the way they do it, I, I, pro- I probably would do it that way if I wasn't in, you know, if I yeah. was looking yeah. for a church, I'd be looking mm-hmm. at it like that. So I think it's a positive thing. I really do. Um, um, Somebody could hear the gospel for the first time through just yeah. coming across Absolutely. the service. And text next steps mm-hmm. because they want to know Jesus, more about that's Jesus right. Christ. And then we yeah. get that or the church yeah. gets that yeah. and reaches out yeah. to them and plugs them into, mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah. new new. Yeah. Be- uh, New believers yeah. course mm-hmm. or a virtual new believers mm-hmm. course. And again, it goes, it goes back to the fact that methods are changing, yeah. exactly but the message right. is still the same. Yeah. I mean, we got to understand that we, can, we have an opportunity to reach people that wouldn't otherwise yes. be reached. Yeah. That's what we need to remember mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And so it is a mind shift. Yeah. And, and I also think, I mean, think of it like, I mean, I know you, you have. I mean, people can take us wherever they go. Yeah, that's true. You know, before it's like, oh yeah, it's lake, it's lake day for people during the summer. They don't come. Now to church. there's no excuse. Well, they don't. Right, they don't <laughs> come to church. They go to the lake, and people are transit, and I get it, and I yeah. mean, I understand that. But, but they would go off and yeah. have no way of staying connected with us while they're off. Right mm-hmm. now, they hey, they can watch us on in their boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm not advocating. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not really. I, but I'm just saying it has presented a great thing. <laughs> Chad's over there <laughs> exactly. fishing. But I, I, I just look at it as a positive thing. Yes. And we can discuss the negative later, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I would like to uh, think through what yeah. are the negatives oh, of that. So because too. I'm just thinking through the positives here, and I see all yeah. that yeah. as positive. Because someone might say, well, 
but if they take us wherever they go, they'll never come. Right. And they mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I think and that is its own episode. That's where it can be negative, and that's <laughs> sure. where it can be negative is when it's taken to an extreme of mm-hmm. people being mm-hmm. becoming complacent. Right. Right. In yeah. that. And that's, that's the right. thing is I think it can, the negatives that we may be talking about in our next episode will bring about a positive response from ministry leaders and people mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. It'll cause us to be more intentional, mm-hmm. more thoughtful. I I mean, I think about that. I'm like, mm-hmm. where are they? You know, well, yeah. if they're doing this, oh, then pay all the more attention to them, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Right. I just, I think the biggest one there for me is that it's a great opportunity to reach people who uh, uh, wouldn't otherwise be reached. I right. mean, just like you said earlier, putting money into social media for no. the missionaries that had to, and how many more people have they touched and reached? <laughs> right. I mean, so I, I think <laughs> no, it's great. Man. I really do. Yeah. So if the pandemic has done one thing, I think it's expanded the I think reach it has. of the gospel. You, yeah. We <laughs> think it's shut down the world, right. but it's actually, in some ways, opened up doors for the spread of the gospel right. and or even urged people yeah to be more evangelistic on their own throughout the week mm. you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah so let's let's make sure we've talked some more about talk this some more about this let's well this it. has been great conversation yeah. with pr part two mm. yeah so we've heard a lot about the future of the church mm-hmm. and it is a bright future yeah mm-hmm. And we know that. So thanks for being with us, PR. Yeah, enjoyed it as always. Thank you for inviting me once every about eight months. So (laughs) appreciate that very much. Uh, (laughs) We can record multiple episodes (laughs) today and insert you in. That's That's right. right. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time. Make disciples. Make disciples. Who? Make disciples. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Eastside Groups Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you in the next one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.